You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident fanalist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore that app. I'll bump that up a little bit. Doesn't seem like it did anything. Is it any louder? Doesn't appear to be louder. All right, whatever. It doesn't matter. So I am um, officially out of town, so I got the old microphone back. This cable is... Man, I am OCD here today. Out of my element, man. But I am out in the uh, great state of Massachusetts, out in Boston. But we got the laptop that isn't garbage, so keeping it keeping it going here. One real thing before I um, forget, for those of you that are interested, I'm doing another group mock draft over at walkthemock.com. If you want to get uh, in on that, it's a free site, but if you want to do the group mock, you have to pay for that. There is a discount code that you can enter that's all caps PACKERNET. It'll give you 20% off. And the one thing that I realized, although the, the content maybe isn't quite as good, but I, you know, whatever. I don't necessarily have to be there to, uh, you know, to comment on it. We can just run the mock and people can watch it on the YouTubes and whatnot. That should give me the freedom to do these daily. So I do hope more and more people will jump in. I was actually pleasantly surprised. It was kind of last minute, but we had several people that were able to jump on. But I'm, my goal is still to get 32 people representing 32 teams um, so we can do start to do some more rounds and put trades back in. Because last time we did trades, people started getting stupid. Trading away, you know, seven future picks, 2022, 2023, 2024, so that I can... It just it was a nightmare. But if people are there, they're not going to accept those stupid trades. So tonight we are doing, uh, that is 8 o'clock Eastern Time, we're going to do a two-round mock no trade. So again, walkthemock.com, you can join using promo code PACKERNET in all caps for 20% off. I do want to start today talking about Jordan Love, because I see a lot of still hemming and hawing about this. And, And it's not, I mean, they're all legitimate questions, but I guess I'll just give my perspective on it. Because people, I... It's not something we should be angry about. It's just really not. And it seems like people want to find reasons to get angry. Um, I'm not going to go over the whole thing again about why they decided to draft him. We kind of are past that. In fact, I think we're past the part where we assume that Jordan Love is taking over soon. We don't have to move past that, but I think most of us, myself included, have moved past that. Aaron Rodgers won MVP. He proved out you know, his worth to the new GM and uh, head coach. And the Green Bay Packers now have arguably the best quarterback in football on their team, which is the number one thing every team wants. So there's no reason to even contemplate the idea of moving on. The one thing that every team in the NFL wants, the Packers have it. And they're not going to give it away just because. The question is, what do we do now? And there's really only two options. Number one, we keep everything the way that it is. We just keep his contract the way that it is, and we say, look, um, we'll, we'll move monies elsewhere, which it seems like the um, salary cap projection was about 175 It's now moved up to 180 as a minimum. It may go up more, but it's, it's not going to be less than 180 I saw somebody report something to the effect of they believe it'll be around 188 um, That's not insignificant. When I did my video breaking down the um, 
I think I made that a podcast as well. But breaking down how to free up money, I mean, five million bucks was one of the bigger moves. I mean, most of the moves were smaller level, um, uh, you know, people being released. Now, five million is not insignificant, especially when you factor in, you know, if you're paying. Let's just say we have enough money already. That's that's a free agent. $5 million is a free agent. I mean, not only is that enough money to sign a running back or a possibly a linebacker just on a per-year basis, but when you factor in, that's probably about 7 to $8 million per year because usually the first year is going to be a little bit less than the per-year average. You figure you're, if you're signing somebody for $8 million a year, that first year is going to be about $5 million bucks. So that, that's, a, that's a free agent. Or at the very least, it's it's more money to go toward a free agent. And so it, it further solidifies that they can get J.J. Watt. And I, I, I don't know that they even want him. I'm sure they called. There's all kinds of rumors. I don't know how many are true or not. How serious the Packers are, if they're just kind of asking or if they're very serious. I think they should be very serious, but we won't re- rehash that out. But there's also just a cutoff. It's not about let's just find more money and keep throwing it at him. If they say he's worth $15 million to us and it goes up to you know, 18 million, they're going to pay it. But anyways, back to the quarterback discussion. We can leave everything the way that it is, free up money elsewhere, which really the only reason I could think that you would do that is because you're still not 100% sure, right? I mean, maybe there's still like a massive, because if you restructure him, you're basically pushing money out for about two years that he's, you you just can't move him. So there's this year, there's next year, and there's, there's the year after that. And so if you can free up money elsewhere, you're still kind of leaving your options open. Because, I mean, who knows? Stuff can happen. You know, Aaron Rodgers, even if it's not regression in his play due to age, um, draw up whatever scenario is least offensive to you. He gets injured, you know, very seriously injured. It leaves the options open to where they can seamlessly move to Jordan Love. There's also the very, very, very small chance that, you know, this one year for Aaron Rodgers was... I don't want to say a fluke because obviously he's very good, but let's just say he's not quite that good this year. I mean, it's it's shouldn't be that surprising. He's had several MVPs. He's never had back-to-back MVPs. In fact, I don't know if anybody has. I'm sure somebody did at some point, but the point is it's, it's hard to replicate that level of success. So again, very, very, very minor chance that Jordan Love shows up and he is just a freak. He is just as good as it gets. And Aaron Rodgers kind of starts to fade away. Maybe it's an attitude issue. Who cares? It doesn't matter what it is. Point is, it's nice to leave your options open when you have a quarterback waiting in the wings. That would be option one. Option two, which most people seem to think is more likely, is they're looking at it saying, look, this can't last forever, but it can probably last three more years. In other words, again, 2021, 2022, and 2023. Because even, you know, a subpar version of Aaron Rodgers is good enough if we can build in other areas. The biggest issue is Jordan Love will be done with his four-year rookie contract, and the Packers will have to make a decision with what to do with that fifth-year option. More than likely, they would pay it, but who knows? But it's got a lot of people kind of upset at the pick. It's got a lot of people hemming and hawing, and, and I'm seeing more and more people chirp up saying... We should trade him. You know, maybe we could get a first for him. Maybe we could get a you know a second round pick for him. Maybe, and we just want to abandon him. I, I'm not personally on that that train. So I want to just real quick adjust the way that we're viewing this, and then just kind of rephrase the question. Let's say the Packers have 
the MVP of the league at quarterback right now. Let's also say that they have the quarterback of the future, who is very talented, very promising, and whenever they're ready, he can take over and be the next great quarterback. Let's say they have both of those things. Let's just say, for example, that Jordan Love will be Deshaun Watson. Let's just say. It's a hypothetical. What would you do in that situation? Would you trade him away for a first? Well, it's got it's got the gears turning now. Well, now I, you know, I would trade Aaron Rodgers. I would, okay, then. That needs to start to you know reframe the way you think about things. Because when I say things like maybe Jordan Love can take over, people are like, oh, you're an idiot. But if I just simply ask, what if Jordan Love was Deshaun Watson? Suddenly it's like, well, we don't need Aaron Rodgers anymore. Exactly. It it just it, it that that's what causes me because everybody's so quick to say, just just who cares about Jordan Love? Just get rid of that stupid guy. We don't even care. He's garbage. He's trash. It was always a stupid pick. I hated that pick. Packers are stupid for making that pick. They should have got a wide receiver. Aaron Rodgers. I'm just saying, what if? I'm telling you the Packers traded up to get him for a reason. They didn't trade up in the first round to get a quarterback because they thought he was going to be, I don't know, Brett Hundley. They're not making that move unless they believe that he can be that good. That he can be Deshaun Watson good. Pat Mahomes good. Whatever. It's why they did it. And even if he's not now, the Packers sure aren't going to be like, eh, I don't know. We didn't see it day one, like that one time we let him play. Let's just get rid of him. Never mind. This is stupid. They're, I don't know. And, and listen, if, if this goes on for years, they're, it's not like they're going to be so stubborn as that they'll never move on, but this is going to take time. And it's not going to be based on, well, we have Aaron Rodgers for long enough. You know, we've got him locked up. We might as well just trade him because we're not going to play him until the end of his rookie contract. So what's the point? Well, the point is, is he good at football or not? Jordan Love is 22. I understand the benefits of having a, a quarterback on a rookie contract. I get all that. Completely understand. He's going to be 25 going on 26 by the time we start talking about the possible fifth-year option. I get that that's not ideal, but again, we're going through the evaluation period. If he's not the guy, he's not the guy, and we move on. Simple. And we have Aaron Rodgers instead. And it was a bad pick. It happens. For some reason, people are more mad about this than other bad picks. If we had drafted a wide receiver and he was garbage, nobody would care. Which is weird, because a wide receiver is nowhere near as valuable as a quarterback. You take a swing on the most important position by far in football and miss. Now at least you're taking swings. And the Packers miss on picks all the time. Every team misses on picks all the time. In fact, his first round record is impeccable. I'm shocked that I don't have more examples of being like, what about this guy? He doesn't really miss in the first round, does he? It's worth noting in and of itself, isn't it? But it's not hard to think about first round picks that we were excited about that failed. I mean, miserably. It happens. And you can go back to last year's draft class. Again, if I want to get everybody angry, I'll just talk about Ed Oliver. Because that was everybody's... Oh, Gutekunst is an idiot. He should trade up for Ed Oliver. You should have got Ed Oliver. That would have fixed everything. He's the greatest ever. Ed Oliver, Ed Oliver. All the genius Packer fans that know everything wanted Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver is literally the worst defensive lineman in football right now. Early first round pick. By a team that is praised for how well they go about doing things. The Buffalo Bills. Garbage. By the way, the Buffalo Bills also drafted uh, A.J. Epinesa. That guy is just bad at football. Real bad. I think he was a first-round pick also. Maybe maybe early second. I don't know. But so what? I mean, worst-case scenario is that we took a swing at possibly the next great quarterback to replace one of the all-time great quarterbacks, which is Brian Gutekunst's number one job. Aaron Rodgers is not going to be here forever. Your job is to find the next great quarterback. He took a swing at it. 
and maybe he missed, but maybe he didn't. I don't know. You don't have to be mad about this. And again, that's the way I want you to think about it. You maybe have the next Deshaun Watson and you have Aaron Rodgers. What do you do? Should we maybe just keep developing the guy, see if he can become great, and just take it year by year? And again, that's one of the benefits of of leaving the contract the way it is for Aaron Rodgers, is let's just take it a year at a time. If Aaron Rodgers tears it up again and Jordan Love doesn't take a step, eh, we might need to start looking at, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely leaning a certain way. Let's lock up Aaron Rodgers. Because look, there's, there's no reason to believe that Aaron Rodgers can't get another contract after this. There's a lot of options. The point is, they're all good options. It's not like we're trying to choose between a bunch of horrible options. And by the way, the worst possible scenario is that Jordan Love doesn't work out and we have to get rid of him. And again, the, the reason I bring this up is because the frustration I have is that's everybody's first option. He's just a thorn in people's side and I don't know why. Just just get rid of the guy. Just make him go away. Just 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 stop this. It's like he's just hurting you for some reason. Just make just get him out of here. I don't know if it's just a, a, a deep love for Aaron Rodgers that it just annoys you that there's a, another quarterback that could possibly take over. I don't know. I just I don't I, I don't know what the psychology is behind it. But my personal preference would be to take it a year at a time. They don't have to restructure Aaron Rodgers' contract, but they can. And if they do, it's again, it's it's not that big of a deal. They're just not protected against disaster. And in that case, the only real worst-case scenario, outside of obviously Aaron Rodgers suffering a massive injury that knocks him out for several years, in other words, the, what we would do is move on, the absolute worst-case scenario is that Jordan Love is really, really, really good, and we can't play him because we have somebody that's really, 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 really good ahead of him, and we paid him too much money. Oh, no. <laughs> Go talk to a Bears fan and see how much, see if they'll uh, let you cry on their shoulder. We have two good quarterbacks, and I don't know what to do. <laughs> Packer fans, man, I swear. We'll find any reason to complain. 13-3, and three, we suck. NFC Championship back-to-back years, we lost, though. <laughs> Two good quarterbacks, uh, trade them away. <laughs> Just trade one, I don't even care. It's like some multi-billionaire wants to trade away one of the Ferraris because he wants his other Ferrari to take up both spots in the garage. Like, it's just it's just it's just sitting there and it just annoys me. Like I want my car to be like the car, you know? Like you go in the garage and it's like there's my car and then there's the other sweet car and it just kind of annoys me. Let's just get rid of this one. Let's just get rid of it. I don't even want it. It's stupid. I don't even want money for it. Let's just burn it. Can we burn it? Can we take it in the backyard and shoot at it? Because I hate it. I want it gone. I want it dead. It's just it's just there and I don't like that it's there. It's like lingering in my garage. I want my car to be like the car. It's like, dude, it's a two, it's a, it's, it's like a five car garage, okay? It's gonna be fine. It's, it, I promise it's fine. No, 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 no. I want it, I want it dead. I want it gone. I want you to light it on fire right in front of me. Just relax. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Now, is there any possibility that they do trade Jordan Love as early as this year? Of course. That, all these things are options, and it all just comes down to the different variables. For example, if we decide that we are going to extend Aaron Rodgers and he's going to be our quarterback long-term. My personal preference would be to hang on to Jordan Love because, again, probably a very low likelihood we're going to be in a good position to take a quarterback anytime soon. Very, very low likelihood, especially if the point is Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing well for a long time. We're going to be drafted about 30 every year. Real good quarterbacks don't fall, 
And we're going to have to start doing some finagling, finagling, finagling to accumulate picks to try to move up and get a quarterback at some point, which is just going to enrage people because they don't want us to ever get a quarterback. Because what some people seem to want is for Aaron Rodgers to just sail off into the sunset, and then the very next year we just get the number one overall pick and uh, draft the best quarterback in history and just start all over again, except that's not how that works. The way your scenario actually works is we don't address quarterback because it offends you. Aaron Rodgers leaves, and we have nothing. We have no Jordan Love because we traded him away. We got some other third-round pick we took a swing at that we try to convince ourselves is going to be great, like Brett Hundley was, I think, a fourth-round pick. Come to find out he's not. Go figure. And we're terrible for a long time. Or we're terrible for a year and then, you know, maybe take a shot next year at getting a quarterback. But is it pot? Yes. If they, and again, it's going to depend on the way that they choose to go about things. If they feel that Aaron Rodgers can do this for a very long time, depending on how desperate teams are for quarterback, which right now there are a lot of teams that are pretty desperate for quarterbacks. The problem is I don't know how much they're going to give up for Jordan Love. Jordan Teams weren't even willing to give a first-round pick last year when he was available, right? How many teams that are now asking for quarterbacks let him just go right past them? Then there's a, a year of not very much evaluation, but the evaluation that's there is, eh, I don't know about all that. But let's say there, let's say there's a late first. Hypothetical, right? So, so again, we're, we're, we're now the GM and head coach and all that. We're sitting in a room. We're trying to figure out the best direction to go. And we realize Aaron Rodgers won MVP. He's ready to go. He's fired up. He's our quarterback of the future. We're hoping he can pull a Tom Brady and, and play until he's like 46, 47, 48, 53. I don't know. And we want to do everything we can to build around this guy. And we're not super keen on the idea of Jordan Love sitting around for four years and maybe in year five we pay him a bunch of money to take over and it's his first time ever playing as a starter. We're just not super fond of that. And the Saints come a-ringing, desperate for a quarterback, and they're willing to give up their late first for Jordan Love. Is it possible they say yes? Again, my personal opinion, no, I'm not going to do that because I want to see what he's going to become. But if they're looking at him going, I don't know, man, this guy's kind of trash, and somebody's offering us a first, and we don't think we're ever going to get anything even close to this ever again. They're kind of just in desperation mode trying to keep this thing afloat. They're trying to find a quarterback that can play. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is to cover my bases. I'm, I'm going over all the available options because there's a lot of gap. There's, there, there's tons of gaps in terms of what we know and don't know. And I'm, I'm personally filling in the gaps based on things that they're doing. For example, they traded up in the first round to get Jordan Love. It seems unlikely they move on too soon. They like him a lot for a reason. They haven't had a ton of time to evaluate him, and they're hoping that they get that opportunity this year in training camp. He's had time to learn, to grow, to work on, you know, understanding the playbook and the footwork and all that simple basic stuff, and now it's kind of time to move on to the 200-level stuff. You understand how to do all this. Now you're going to go out and start making some plays. So it doesn't make a ton of sense, but is there a realm of possibility? Since we're already talking about the realm of possibility in which Jordan Love replaces Aaron Rodgers, we should talk about the realm of possibility they move on from Jordan Love. And yes, it is possible. And I'm mostly bringing that up because if that 1% chance does happen, I know I'm going to get crucified because people are going to misconstrue what I'm saying as though we're never going to move on from Jordan Love. If they restructure Aaron Rodgers' contract, that becomes a possibility depending on how comfortable they are with the idea of him sitting there until year five compared to, and, and again, that all, I, another gap that we don't know is what are teams going to offer. The point is, if, if we make a decision that means that he's going to sit until year five and we get a first-year offer, that becomes kind of tough. I mean, a, a first-year, a, a first-round offer, that becomes a tough decision to say no. But again, these are all just things that I, I have no idea what's going to actually happen. 
which is why I prefer to leave my options open as much as possible. If we don't have to restructure Aaron Rodgers, I don't want to. And that's generally where I'm going to come from with most things. I want to keep my options open because in the NFL, things change rapidly. You see injuries, you see guys getting a lot better, you see guys getting a lot worse. And I think too often, we as fans don't, we, we think in too static terms. So Darius had a good year and we just assume this guy's great. Let's, you know, we'll give him whatever he wants to keep him here. And, you know, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. We don't want flexibility in this contract because we're good. The very next year he falls off. That's not to say he's going to stay down. I don't know, but that's the point. I don't know. I told you Zadarius is probably going to fall off. I said Preston's probably going to fall off. You just, you don't know. And, and the more flexibility you have to be able to move people around, the better. I know everybody wants, you know, to be all lovey-dovey and kind with the players and just give them whatever they want. They earned it. They deserved it. Yeah, they deserved it back then. <laughs> but I'm, you want me to lock up money in the future. I give him the money that you think he's deserved, that's locking him up in the future. That's the problem. I need flexibility. I want flexibility. That's what's best for the team is flexibility. The team's ability to move people around and say goodbye. And, and dead cap is, is a reflection of inflexibility. The more dead cap, the less able I am to move you because I'm stuck with you. And even if I can move you, for example, Preston Smith, it's sort of mediocre flexibility. It's half of his, his contract is owed as dead money the other half is not so we can move on but it's still that's eight million dollars we promised that um we have to pay or forfeit however you want to phrase it so there's there's a level of inflexibility there and the least amount of flexibility possible is best and i want flexibility with aaron Rodgers. and people get mad because how dare you say that about aaron Rodgers? listen i know he was good in 2020 and i know he was good in 2014 and i know he was good in 2011 i'm talking about i don't know what 2021 2022 2023 holds i i have more faith in aaron Rodgers than i do other players there's it's, it's a relatively low risk proposition but there's still risk and and we see it every day the eagles just moved on from carson wentz this is a perfect example of, of what I'm talking about. In 2019, they signed him to a four-year contract worth $128 million. The second they did that, they became relatively inflexible. But they said, who cares? In 2018, the idea that Carson Wentz would be so bad that we'd be trading him in a couple of years was, it, it was impossible. He's obviously the quarterback of our future. And unfortunately, the way that they structured this contract did not alleviate very much cap early on, very much dead cap early on. They decided to push everything back. The Packers, for example, give massive bonuses right out of the gate so that after, you know, once you get halfway through this four-year deal, we can move you as much as we want. They decided not to do that, probably because they didn't have very much money at that time because of other bad decisions that they made. So they got to keep all the money in the back end, but they're like, it's fine. Carson's our guy for at least four years, no question about it. He'll fall off at some point. But I mean, you know, for crying out loud, he's, he's, he's not even going to be 30 years old. I think he'll be turning 30 by the end of these four years. I mean, there, there's no way. The Eagles traded him and currently have to pay $33.8 million to a quarterback that doesn't exist on their team. They're paying more for a quarterback that they don't have than about half the teams in the league are paying for quarterbacks right now because of the level of inflexibility, because they and their mind said, no way, no way, it'll be fine. It's absolutely not fine. And of course, Alex Smith is the other end of that spectrum. Same scenario, but for a different reason. We're going to pay him a ton of money to come over here. It'll be fine. No need to worry about it. He ends up 
brutally injuring his leg, and the Washington football team had to pay him tons of money. I mean, they, they paid tons of money every year for a quarterback that wasn't playing. So again, I mean, you have to pay something, and, and there's always that risk no matter what. I mean, if that happens to Aaron Rodgers, we're paying for a quarterback we don't have. But the point is, as much flexibility as I can have, the better. The less, the less you can hurt me, the better. If you start becoming a problem, if you start playing poorly, if you get injured, the more flexibility I have, the better. And so... And, and I think generally the Packers agree. That's why they, they tend to front load a lot. They structure it so that as time goes on, you become less of a risk. So the risk is more front loaded, which of course there's less risk because it's, it's unlikely that something goes wrong this year. And every year that you move out from today, the more the risk factor goes up because there's more variables that come into play every single day that goes by. That's how the Packers structure things and it's the right way to do things. You're mitigating your risk. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm possibly over-explaining. It's, it, we're kind of just getting into the realm of theory more than anything. I'm, I'm not necessarily talking about Rodgers, because, I, again, I don't know that there's a ton of risk. There is some, and again, my preference, keep my options open. Keep the risk low. If we don't restructure him, we can move on from Aaron Rodgers basically whenever we want. And if we don't want to, we don't have to. We have a contract with him. He can stay and he can play for as long as we want. We're only talking about restructuring because we're panicked about today and we want to go out and get J.J. Watt and we want to do all these other things, which you don't want to talk about high risk. J.J. Watt making it through the entire season is, is that's, that's, that's a risky proposition right there. And again, most fans don't care. It's about today, it's about now, but these things have repercussions in the future. And the Eagles are on a heck of a bind. It's only a one-year thing because everything gets accelerated into this year. Next year, they owe nothing on Carson. But that stinks, man. If you want to go out and get free agents or something, that hurts you a lot. I mean, we could move on from Aaron Rodgers today, and we owe less money than the Eagles do on Carson Wentz. No, that's not going to happen. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying. And after this year, I mean, it's, it's if anything happens, it's not going to kill us. Yeah, but nothing's going to happen. Well, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But again, the only benefit to restructuring is to free up more money this year. And if we don't have to, I'd rather not, because there are other things that we can do that I think we're going to do either way. Giving Devontae an extension, that doesn't hurt us, that's what we have to do anyways. Cutting Preston, we're we're going to do it anyways. We're not just, it's not like we're talking about getting rid of a good player just because. We're doing it anyways. Extending Amos, I don't know if we're going to do that. They probably won't, but I would, because I want to keep him anyways. No, that's a little bit more risk because he's got two more years, so you can kind of say, eh, I don't know, you're kind of getting into risky territory. That's that's true. That's that's a mediocre one, but I'm I'm kind of planning on it being long term, anyways. And again, we can structure it as such, where we save money, cut him a massive check today, so that in two three years, it's basically just guaranteed money, um, or or the uh, the bonus money that is on the cap and everything else, we can pretty much cut. A lot of other, I mean, pretty much every other move that we've talked about is a move that we would do regardless. That's the biggest reason I don't like restructuring Aaron Rodgers, and that seems to be everyone's favorite thing. It's my least favorite thing. It's an unnecessary thing. It only hurts us, and it's a thing that we shouldn't have to do. And if we do it, it's sort of an admission of failure. I shouldn't have to restructure Aaron Rodgers' contract and and put us in in a more risky situation, but I do because we've mismanaged the cap to such a degree that we now have to make this move. That's what that is. Speaking of... Actually, let's take a break here, and then we'll come back, and I want to talk about this all-in thing, because that's something else I keep seeing that I think we need to kind of reframe what it is we're talking about. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. 
So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. So this, this is another thing that I just feel like we're looking at it from a different vantage point. There's a lot of people who are, you know, for example, in the comment section for J.J. Watt saying that if, if they don't go all in now, that I'm going to be really upset because they've had, you know, they, they, in other words, they haven't gone all in and I'm sick of the fact that they refuse to go all in. And now if they don't go all in, I'm, I'm just going to lose it because they've had opportunities to go all in and they just never do. I, I hate to break it to you, bud. They did go all in. The reason we're in a cap bind right now is because of the salary salaries of guys like Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, Adrian Amos, Billy Turner, Rick Wagner. Do you know how much these guys are weighing on our cap right now? This is what all in looks like. You go out and get a bunch of guys, your team gets better, and then you're you're in a cap mess. What what is it you think all in means? I don't understand. What is it that you want to happen that the Packers haven't done? Well, not draft a quarterback for one thing. Shut up, dude. So so all-in means you have to get two pass rushers and a safety and a guard and a tackle and Devin Funches, and you only draft for now, not the future, ever. Like, now, not even one pick is about the future. That's what all-in means. And you have to get J.J. Watt and, and, and. In other words, what here's, here's what I think. I think the Packers can keep getting free agents until the cows come home. But unless the Packers win a Super Bowl, people that, are upset are going to keep moving the goalposts. Well, it's because they didn't go all in. If we get J.J. Watt and don't win a Super Bowl, well, they should have gone all in. You, you get J.J. Watt and then you stop? Why didn't you get a wide receiver? This is the Packers refusing to go all in. What, what does all in mean? I don't understand what it means. We're flat broke. $30 million overextended because of guys that we went out and acquired in free agency, which, which we know Ted Thompson would never do. And by the way, this is why. If Ted Thompson was our GM, we wouldn't be $30 million in the hole. We would have $20 million in free cap space and a bunch of mad fans that we haven't done anything, and we probably wouldn't be 13-3. and three. I'm not saying that Ted would have been right and, and Gutekunst is wrong. I'm just telling you that actions have consequences. Ted didn't do it just because he hated the Packers and wanted them to fail. He leaned on one side of things, and Gutekunst leans more in the other direction. Every action is an equal and opposite reaction, right? I don't think that necessarily applies here, but it kind of does. The more you extend into bettering your team the more you hurt your cap. And I do generally tend to be more of a Ted Thompsonite. I'm way more conservative 
financially. I'm way more risk mitigation. I am not about risk because I think in the end you lose. And I think we've seen that over and over again. And it makes sense because if you pay for a free agent, you're paying for them at their best and you are always overpaying. And with a cap limit, you're always losing because you're going to pay for their best and you're not going to get that because there's, again, there's too much risk. The, the rare exceptions to this are guys like Zadarius Smith, although we did kind of pay for about what he's giving us. I just, I was shocked <laughs> that we paid him so much. But at best, you get what you pay for. But it's not a sustainable strategy. You can't win through free agency. You're going to lose. It costs too much money. You win through the draft. Free agency isn't a strategy. It's a supplement. And it, it's generally a supplement that says we failed. Again, same with restructuring. When you go out in free agency, it's saying, I failed to build a proper team and have to go out and spend too much to fill a hole that I wasn't able to fill in, in the draft. And I think that's reasonable because, again, there's not enough draft picks to build an entire team. I, I, I don't know that you can draft well enough to completely stock a team forever. Maybe you can, I don't know, but it's probably somewhat unrealistic. But the more you go into free agency, again, I tend to see that as failure. Now, now Gutekunst didn't build that team. He kind of tore it down, tried to rebuild it his own way, and went out and got some pieces in free agency to kind of make sure that we aren't just floundering for five years. I'm not trying to trash Goot. I'm just giving you my general thought on free agency. People see it as just a way to win. They just see the draft as a nuisance. The Packers have gone all in. I hate to tell you that. They tried it your way, and it didn't work. It doesn't just automatically get you a Super Bowl. And every time a team wins a Super Bowl, what do they do? Oh, look at you. See? You go all in, you win a Super Bowl. But we ignore all the other teams, like the Saints, who are just doomed right now. So many teams are just in such a bad way. The, the Jaguars were an all-in team. The Bears were an all-in team. The Saints were an all-in team for years. The fact of the matter is everybody's got free agents. So if you're just going to sit around and wait for somebody to win the Super Bowl, point at their free agent and say, see, that's what, that's what all-in looks like. And I'm sure if the Packers would have won, you would have acknowledged our free agents and said, see, told you, go all-in and we win. <laughs> But if we don't win, then that doesn't count. That's not that that doesn't count as as uh, going all in. Bottom line, all in is a weird phrase. Every team is is planning to win. I'm not going to say that every team is all in. I almost said that, and then it's like, nah, that's kind of stupid. I'm not going to say that. I think every team has to acknowledge that your job as a GM is to build the best possible team, not just for this year, but for the long term. That's just the reality, and there's there's sliding scales to that. Some teams are a little bit more focused on the future, usually because they're really bad. Some teams slide a little bit closer to the now because they're really good right now. But there's there's limits, and I, I do think the Packers are at, a, at just about at that limit. They're, they're very now-centric. Oh, no, they're not. They drafted a quarterback because you can't let that go. Yes, Zadarius and Preston and adding Rashawn to that and Savage and Jair and Amos and all these guys that have been recently acquired in the last three years that helped us to get as far as we got point to a team that is trying to win today. He didn't have to go out and get these guys. He could have been prideful and said, I'm the GM, I'm going to build it my way, I'm going to find the guys through the draft, I'm, I'm the best ever, I'll figure it out. There's no question the Packers are massively more aggressive than they've ever been. They're, they're in every, I mean, we have no money and they're talking about free agents. We have no money and we realize that it's a very real possibility the Packers could get J.J. Watt because we know Gutekunst is the kind of guy that would pull the trigger on that. So let's stop playing games. Let's stop acting like they haven't been quote-unquote all-in. Maybe not to your definition of, you know, if it's not hurting, you're not trying. Like, if we're not crippled, if we don't know that we're going to be a 0-16 team in the next five years, then you're not trying hard enough. I, 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 again, I just don't know what, what we're talking about. By the way, um, as of right now, and we have not really done much of anything outside of... of uh, 
switching up David Bakhtiari's uh, contract, which does that, is that a move that it just hurts us? In the, yes, that that is one of those high-risk kind of moves. Apparently, that was always the plan anyways, so you, you kind of let that one go, I guess. But yes, that does fall under the umbrella of helping us now, hurting us in the But it, it, it's also minor. But anyways, we, we haven't done anything else. Um, we just got word or I just saw uh, as of 11 hours ago, the Packers are going to roll over $3.7 million into this cap, which is not a lot. Um, with that, and let's, you know, according to Spot Track, and they've been saying this for a while, so they've been kind of on the ball, uh, assuming that report is right, that 188 is the number. They've got 188,748,893, which is a very specific number, um, as the salary cap carry the 3.748893 into this cap year and everything else we are now from 30 to 13.5 million dollars so again you start looking at some of those other moves that we had discussed and they're very rapidly in the black i mean just moving on from preston puts us just over i mean it's five and a half million dollars over the cap you extend Devonte, and we're already good i mean not good you got to get well well into it but you know again they're, they're going to be fine if the cap does go up to 188 take that 3.7 rollover i mean it's just again I, I i if i had that actually i might have it i do i use google sheets i'm a genius so if i remove bakhtiari and then just put in the new negative that we're at based on everything that i had done before that puts us about 35 million dollars so that's 48 million in savings because that's what I had before, minus the David Bakhtiari thing, because that's done. Puts us at thirty, almost $35 million over the cap, minus the $8.2 million in the draft, $6 million to have on hand. That leaves $20 million left for free agents. Again, I, I don't know exactly what the plan is, but if we get rid of the restructuring of Aaron Rodgers, which obviously is the biggest one, that still puts us at $13.4 million. Now, that doesn't leave a whole lot of money for free agents, probably puts JJ out of the equation but point is we're fine we're going to get out of this cap situation relatively easily it's just a matter of how how far we want to get out of it and also who who we want to resign if they really want to keep Aaron Jones if they want to keep Corey Lindsley if they want to keep Kevin King that's that's an and or situation for all those guys um yeah then you start looking at restructuring Rodgers and and he's not going to have any kind of an issue with that because it it gives him more security into the future it gives him cash in his pocket, and it also frees up money to keep his players on the field. So it's a win-win-win-win-win for him. So I mean, I to be honest, I, I just I'm just excited. I, a lot of people are they're they've got a lot of nervous energy, a lot of anger going into this. I'm excited because it's you know what are they going to do? You know what's the next puzzle piece? Because every every new bit of information draws us a little bit closer to filling in these gaps and helping us to understand their thought process and the process and the direction we're going in. Are we just going to do all these things and just go gangbusters and free agency? Are we going to do all these things and re-sign our own guys, a little bit of a mix of both? Are we going to do just adjust enough to get into the season, be able to pay our draft picks and, and be done with it? I don't know. But it, I, I just find this stuff exciting. I like it. I like GMing. I like the idea of how do you build a team. I like it from the standpoint of a team that's on top. How do you stay on top? A team that's in the red. How do you get into the black? A team that has $100 million in free cap space. How do you allocate that? What do you do with it? You know, a team that went 0-16, how do you build this thing? What is the, what is the process? What are we going to do to get out of this? I love that stuff. And that happens in free agency. You, you devise a plan, and this, you know, what you do here has ripple effects for the next, I mean, for years, years and years and years. 
So it's it's big stuff. A lot of big decisions to be made. It's, I mean, just the offensive line alone is it's enough to make your head spin. And and people are are adamant about it. I've had some pretty heated discussions, and it. I don't necessarily disagree with anybody. I just don't know. I saw somebody in my YouTube channel furious at the prospect that we might keep Billy Turner, which obviously I can respect that. I'm not his biggest supporter. I just I'm projecting based on the Packers seem to really like the guy, but they may move on from him. Wouldn't make Rodgers very happy. That's one of his best friends, it seems like. But the guy's 30 years old, and to save $3.5 million, it's an option. I doubt they move on from Ragnar, Wagner and Billy Turner, but if they get rid of one, which? Do they keep both? If they move on from both, what do we do? It's also possible if we get a tackle in the first round, maybe by the start of the season, we end up moving on. That's entirely possible as well. It doesn't have. They don't have to get cut today. In fact, if it's later, we save even more money, because we've already taken the hit this year. And so we start to begin the process for next year. And so there's no acceleration into this year. I said that in a very confusing way. Financially, it's like cutting them next year. But I think the point is Rick Wagner has um, injury issues. He's older. um, And you save a lot more money. We're talking instead of three and a half, it's like 4.25. It's not a lot more money, but it's, it's, it's more money. But again, depending on the draft, that's another thing. You may have other guys who are... um, going to end up leaving, and that's something to, to keep an eye on. Who they end up drafting might point us in a certain direction. And obviously we want to see them in training camp and see how that works, but by the start of the season, they might be gone. So there's still a lot of variables. The, the only shoe to drop so far is, is uh, David Bakhtiari restructuring a little bit, but that's about it. So anyways, I'm going to leave it at that. i got to get going here. You folks have yourselves a fantastic day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.